power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. the name of the Lord wherever you are just lift up your voice and in the name of Jesus thank you bless his holiness just glorify his name if you can speak in the language of the spirit it's a good time to edify Oh! 
the name of Jesus, we thank you for this morning. We are gathered, and our gathering is unto no other name but unto the name of Jesus. For your word says, wherever two or three are gathered in your name, you are there in their midst. Holy Spirit, we ask that you shall take absolute control. As I'm about to speak your word, may I not speak of my own accord. And may I speak as you grant me utterance. By virtue of the fact that I'm a blood-born citizen of the kingdom of God, I take authority in the realm of the spirit. And I declare a supernatural injunction, any activity of the enemy in this place. We declare the hearts and the minds of the people of God sanctified and made ready for them to have an encounter with their father this morning. To glory, Father, to glory, Son, to glory, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' most excellent name have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord. Oh, this clap is weak. How many of you are happy to be in church this morning? It's, it's already a glorious service. Amen. Yeah. If you can't feel God in this place, then I don't know. You need deliverance. In the laying on of hands. Hallelujah. Alright. So, um, as I said last week, um, I'm starting a new series today. And the truth is, I don't know when I'm going to finish with this one. I can't say two weeks, I can't say three weeks, because um, there, there are a lot of things I need to download into your spirit. Amen. That's all the things I'll tell you. Frankly, the devil doesn't want you to know. I'm telling you the truth. Alright? And so, make it a point to be in church every Sunday. Amen. Yes. Because I'll be sharing some very important things. You see, um, when you're a pastor of a church, God gives you insight into the seasons in which we are. Alright? We, we are in a season where God wants to take some people into another realm. Hallelujah. Yeah, God, God just wants to, to hold some people's hands and take them into another realm. Aren't you tired of ordinary Christianity? Everyday Christianity, same, 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 you know. By the time we are done with this series, some of you, you will discover certain gifts that you didn't know you had. Alright? Because one of the days, I'm going to actually teach you on discovering and operating in the gifts of the Spirit. You see, it's not just about teaching you about the gifts of the Spirit. I'm going to teach you about operating in the gifts of the Spirit. It's a different thing altogether. Amen? When the Bible says there are diversities of operations, that will be my core text. It means a lot. There's, there's a lot of meat in that particular uh, portion of scripture that there are diversities of operations. Some of you, you have certain gifts, but you are looking at how somebody is operating that same gift. And because maybe you haven't been called to operate it in that way, you think you don't have the gift. It's as simple as that. By the time I realize, your, your eyes will be open to a lot of things and you will understand this thing called the, the spirit realm better. Hallelujah. So today is the introduction to the series. You know, initially I made it the realm of the spirit, but I, I, I think I'll change it to the spirit realm. When we say the realm of the spirit, it's like it's only the good part. Because I need to expose the bad part of that realm too to you. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. I need to expose witches to you. I need to expose one of the days I'll, I'll teach on the occult. Yes, I'll teach on the as I said, this I'm giving you strong middle. So come with your teeth sharpened. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. I mean, if I talk about the occult, definitely 
issues of witchcraft to come inside. You know, don't think I've told you all I know about witchcraft. The first time I preached about witchcraft in this church, I needed two services. The second time I preached about it, I needed four services. If I say I'll preach again, maybe I'll need eight. <laughs> because when I was teaching you all those ones, one of the aspects of witchcraft I didn't tackle is the subject of witchcraft in the church. Maybe this time I'll go there. Maybe I won't talk about that. I'll just focus on witchcraft in the church. Uh-huh. So as I've said this one, eh, if next week you don't come to church, it means it's because of this statement that I made. <laughs> but you see, if, 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 if you're a witch, you can survive long in this church. No, 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 you can't. You can't survive long in this church. I was telling somebody that by God's grace, I've built some structures around myself. If you come close to me and you don't have a correct heart and a correct spirit, you won't last long. And it's the truth. And it's not any sophisticated structures or... No, no, no. It's just structures built on integrity. Structures built on having a good heart. Structures built on honesty good quality so when you come and you don't have that kind of spirit you just not fit inside and you will eject yourself see how you can eject a cd out like that Uh all right anyway so today i'm going to give you an introduction into the subject of the spirit realm everybody say the spirit realm say the spirit realm yeah so this thing called the spirit realm is something that every believer must understand alright let me start from the basics we are tripartite that word if you don't take time you go and say something else as human beings alright there is the flesh aspect of us there is the soul aspect of us and there is the spirit aspect of us I need three volunteers can we put three chairs here three volunteers anybody at all yes three people but you'll be sitting there for the entire service because I'll keep a four. It's four. Which realm are you introducing? <laughs> All right. So one will be the flesh. Who is the flesh? Who is the flesh? Should we stay? <laughs> one is the. <laughs> okay. One will be the flesh. One will be the soul. One will be the spirit. All right. Okay. So should the it means either you or you must be the flesh. <laughs> he should be the flesh. Okay, yeah, you are the flesh. And Kusi is the soul. And then Gideon, the drama, is the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is the flesh. Today is just an introduction. So it's just a general you know, introduction to things. We'll go into the specifics as we go on. So this is the flesh. That is the soul. This is the spirit. So the flesh is the means by which we interact with our physical world. Alright? So we have the senses. We have sight. You can see me. I can see you. We have hearing. I can hear you. You can also hear me. Okay? The sense of touch, taste, and then smell. So it is by our flesh or by our body that we interact with our physical environment. And then we have the second realm, which is the soul. The soul is a seat of three things. If you were part of our visitation last week, I mentioned it. 
is the seat of what? Our will, our emotions, and then our mind, intellect. All right? So the things that have to do with your mind and all of that, if your mind is not sharp, then it means <laughs> it's a soul problem. <laughs> all right? So it is the seat of the mind or the intellect, the will, and then the emotions. And then the spirit is the means by which, while the flesh is the means by which we interact with the physical world, the spirit is the means by which we interact with the spirit world. All right? Is the means by which we interact with the spirit world. So what it means is that this spirit man has the ability to pick up information from the realm of the spirit. That, that is what he was made to do. He has the ability to pick up information from the realm of the spirit. And you see, that is why sometimes you can have certain impressions and you don't understand where they are coming from. Your spirit man is picking up information. And your spirit man picking up information from the realm of the spirit doesn't require you to necessarily be born again. Okay? So even the one with the spirit that has not been regenerated still has the ability. Haven't you seen um, people who are not necessarily Christians or born again or filled with the Holy Spirit but they can have dreams and the dreams will come to pass. Some of the most accurate dreams in the Bible were actually had by people who were not children of God. Pharaoh that dream it wasn't joseph who dreamt it though it was the idol worshiping pharaoh he dreamt about the seven large cows and then the seven lean ones and all of those things so the spirit of a human being has the ability to access information from the realm of the spirit all right and this information can either be information from god or information from the other side okay so that is it so when the spirit man receives information it transfers it through the soul and sometimes it can even get to the flesh all right that is why there are times you can actually have physical sensations that mean something in the spirit you see those of us who minister in the spirit those of us who pray for people and we lay hands on people and stuff like that there are times the word of knowledge that we receive is as a result of a physical sensation how many of you haven't heard me on many occasions say how many of you are feeling heat at the back of your neck how many of you you've heard me say that many times there hasn't been one time that i've said that thing that nobody has felt it it's because while i'm ministering i begin to feel it it is information i'm receiving from the spirit that has been transmitted to my body so I literally physically feel it. If you read the story of William Braham, they said his right hand used to vibrate anytime he came into contact with a sick person. It's like his right hand will literally start vibrating and that hand must touch that person for healing to take place. It is information his spirit man has picked in the spirit and transmitted to his flesh. All right? So there are times so that the spirit man will receive information from the spirit and transmit it to the soul. So it may come to you just like a thought. Because the soul is the realm for the mind. Alright? You see, that is why you shouldn't throw your mind away when you become a Christian. You see, everything is spirit, 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 spirit. Mind, what is the mind? What is the mind? The spirit can work with the mind. Hallelujah. There are times God will say something to your spirit and it will come to your mind just as a thought. Just as a simple thought. But you see, it is with time that we are able to be sure about some of these things. Now, if... I have never smelled perfume before. 
You see, the sense of smell is, 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 is a physical sense. If I've never smelled the smell of perfume before, and somebody sprays perfume in this environment, I'll smell it, but I was like, ah, there's something. But I can't define it. You see, most of the time, when you are picking a certain kind of information up for the first time in the spirit, that is how it happens. It is very vague. You can't really tell. Like, ah, I'm just having this very funny sensation, this very funny feeling. It's like some knowing be that I don't understand. But then, two hours later, as you were sitting in the car, something happened that nearly took your life. Then you realize, uh, okay, this is how my spirit man picks up information that something is going to go wrong. Hallelujah. You see, spiritual sensitivity is a school that nobody graduates from. You learn from it day and night. And in actual fact, that school, eh, the best lectures are from the mistakes you make. When you think you heard, by later you realize that I didn't hear. That one is a very good lecture that you will never forget. When you thought you heard that, Charlie, he is the one. And later... But you see, we, 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 we have to make room for, for mistakes. Hallelujah. Bishop Oyeripo made a certain statement. He said, he has heard God wrongly more times than he has heard him right. I'm like, hey, if you have heard him wrongly more times than you've heard him right, and this is what God has done with your life, then if you were hearing him <laughs> right more than you were hearing him wrong, then I don't know what God would have done with your life. Hallelujah. So in the same way that you can smell a perfume, but you don't know what it is. Oh, something is smelling nice until you come across the information that this is how perfume smells you will never be able to interpret the smell of perfume you understand so a lot of us that is the realm we are in we are receiving a lot of information from our spirit man but the ability to decode it and to understand it is a problem but I'm trusting God that by the time we are done with this series, you, you understand that realm better. Hallelujah. I'm going to show you some characteristics of this spirit realm. Today, that is what I'm going to deal with. There are some characteristics of the spirit realm. The first characteristic is that it is real. Everybody say, it is real. The spirit realm is not the figment of somebody's imagination. It is even more real than the physical world that we know. Let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 18 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 verse 18 he said while we look not at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporal but the things which are not seen are eternal hallelujah that means the spirit realm has more longevity than the physical realm that we are seeing here alright so the first characteristic is that the spirit realm is real there is something beyond what we see. Alright? There is something beyond what we see. There, there is a world out there beyond what we see. And if you are a believer, you must understand it and, and, and accept it. Hallelujah. You see, when you walk around a place like Kolibu, and you operate in certain gates, you know that the environment in Kolebu is very, 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 very some way. Spiritually, it is some way. I'm telling you the truth. Look, if you have a place where people are dying almost every five minutes, and you see, there are people who come to the hospital 
and they are carrying all kinds of spirits in them. If one person can carry 6,000 demons, some of the people that are on the world, they are carrying all kinds of things. Like They've come with all sorts of things. Things they know and things they don't know. And some of these people are dying. When they die, those spirits don't have any use for their bodies again. The walls that you are walking around there, if God should open your eyes to see the things that are flying around, a human will be dying. You stop. Say, take my salary. Take, take, take. <laughs> take my salary. The people lying there as patients, all kinds of battles that are being fought and contentions that are taking place over their lives, you have no idea. You see them as a patient. For you students, you see them as an interesting case. Ah, this case is an interesting case. So, hey, somebody's suffering. Some of them, if God should open your eyes, you can see angels and demons fighting over their lives. The demon wants to press their neck for them to die. And the angel is just, there is a world there that is more real than the one that we see with our naked eyes. Hallelujah. Yeah. Sometimes it's for the purpose of maintenance of sanity. That is why God just blocks us from seeing some of those things. Because even in this service, if God should open your eyes to see some things. There is a world out there that is real. It's beyond what we see with our naked eyes. Hallelujah. Let me show you something. You see, we can all be in a place. And we are there. But things are happening beyond what we are seeing. And sometimes God gives some people the insight to be able to perceive what is going on. A very good example was in John chapter 1 verse 33. John 1 33. You see, a lot of people have this impression that when Jesus was being baptized and the Bible said the heavens opened and the spirit of God came unto him in bodily form like a dove and a voice came and said this is my beloved a lot of people think it was something that happened in the full glare of everybody when you look at pictures that represent that thing you see Jesus standing in the water and the heavens are open and the dove is coming down and John the Baptist standing by him with his hand in the air and then everybody looking in awe that wasn't what happened it wasn't an open show for everybody to see hallelujah why am I saying this wasn't an open show for everybody to see? If it was an open thing for everybody to see, Jesus wouldn't have struggled for acceptance. He wouldn't have had to preach. The people who were at the baptism would go because a voice came clearly for everybody to hear that this is my beloved son. What was the problem of the Pharisees with Jesus? They said he was claiming to be the sons of God. And I can show you from scriptures that there were Pharisees in that meeting. You let's just go up to uh, John. I think the verse 24. Verse 24. There, there were Pharisees in the meeting. That baptism. There were Pharisees. There were representatives there. He said, and they which were sent were of the Pharisees. And some versions actually say there were Pharisees represented in the baptismal service. They were there. So can you imagine if Pharisees were there and they saw this and heard that voice endorsing this man as a son of God they wouldn't have bothered to I mean persecute him and try to what charge would they have had against him hallelujah so that thing that happened was not something that happened for everybody to see it was only John the Baptist who was seeing it in the same way I can stand here and start ministry and God will show me something about somebody I'll see that I'll say that there's a certain light on you 
you are, you are covered in a blanket of fire. You look at the person, a blanket in a way. It is in the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. Yeah. So there is a world and a realm out there that is more real. It is more real than this one. So this is what John the Baptist is saying. So why was it that God had to give him that sign? John the Baptist didn't know Jesus. He didn't know Jesus. So it was God's way of showing him that today, the people who come to be baptized, the one that you see, the heavens open over, and you see in the spirit the dove coming to land on, and you hear the endorsement that this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That is the one that you came to pave the way for. It wasn't an open thing. So look at what he said, and I knew him not. This is John the Baptist speaking. But he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So it's like I'm coming into a service, and then God tells me, During the service, I'll open your eyes. And if you see an angel standing by somebody, call that person and minister to that person. Because maybe I have an assignment for that person. It was the same thing that was happening here. God told John the Baptist. You know, sometimes before meetings, God can give the minister a preview into the meeting. God can give you, can show you that this, 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 this is going to happen. And for me, by God's grace, it's one of the, the strongest things in my, in my ministry. All I need to do is to finish preparing my message. I enter into worship and then praying in the spirit. My spirit man is literally taken into the, into the meeting. So sometimes when I'm giving for programs like Fire Rally, when I'm giving songs, I tell them, at this point in time, this song, man, I, t- I tell them, just obey it strictly. I, I know where I'm coming from. I know I'm not a singer. I'm, I don't have that anointing. But as I'm saying, just do it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So God can give people introductions and, and insight into the meeting before they get there. And this is exactly what was happening in John the Baptist's ministry. God showed him that upon whom you will see the heavens open and a dove descending and the spirit descending and remaining. That is the one that I sent you to baptize. Hallelujah. So in meetings like this, all sorts of things happen in the realm of the spirit. And I've told you before that the heavens opened upon Jesus not because he was the son of God, but because he prayed. The Bible said, as the people were there, he was praying. He was praying. So the attitude with which you come to a meeting can determine whether the heavens will be opened over you or not. You see, today as we are worshipping, there are some people who are in the spirit and some people too are like, hey, why is it I'm here? I'm not feeling anything. I say, it's like the, the heavens are locked. <laughs> but may your heavens be opened in Jesus' name. Jesus while he was waiting he was praying he was praying preparing himself we come to church to pray but can we come to a point where we pray even before we enter the meeting you pray pray and commit the worship leader the the praise leader the one who is going to preach most of the time we only pray for the preacher but I've told you several times that the most important part of any Christian gathering to God is not the preaching it's not what I'm doing here He knows what I'm saying already because he told me to come and tell you. Hallelujah. The most important part of a church service to God is the time when we lift his name up. 
My preaching will not change him in any way. It will not add anything to his knowledge because he knows all things already. But the Bible says, the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. You see, prayer, and when we pray, a lot of times God sends angels. In the Bible, most of the time when people pray, God sends angels. But when we worship and pray, he himself gets up and comes down. So before the meeting, pray for the worship leaders. Pray for the praise leaders. Those who minister in song. That is a part of the service God is most interested in. Me, what I'm doing, I'm ministering to men. You, those leading praise and worship and songs, you are ministering to both men and God at the same time. What I'm doing, I'm not ministering to God. Hallelujah. So your attitude before you come into a meeting is important. And it is clearly demonstrated here. Jesus was praying. Was praying. I've forgotten which verse it is. But if you can get it, it will make my, my point clearer. Saying Jesus praying. He was praying. So in meetings, all kinds of things happen. The attitude with which you come will determine whether certain realms will be open to you or not. There was a day after service. I think that day we were going to do a baby dedication or something. I didn't plan to come and prophesy to anybody or anything. And I raised a song. There was one lady sitting there. She just got up and lifted her hands. And as she lifted her hands, me too, my eyes were open. There are things we do that just give us access into certain things where God is concerned. And I gave her prophecy, husband, blah, 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 this, 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 and everything. So the attitude, the attitude. Have you found the part that said, and Jesus prayed? He says, and, and now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also been baptized and what? Praying. The heavens were open. Everyone just came for a normal service, but Jesus was praying. Hallelujah. As we are here right now, look. Even the zones in this building are not the same in the spirit. Mm. Sometimes God concentrates the angels in one particular area. <laughs> That's why even ushering cry, you must do it in the spirit. Because there are certain people who must sit in certain places because angels must, must work on them. While the word is being preached. Hallelujah. There was a time I was preaching at Fire Rally in Cape Coast. And while I was preaching, suddenly God opened my eyes and I saw the entire stage on fire. The entire stage had fire. You see, when Amofa is sitting there playing the organ, eh, it is a way of him receiving an impartation. Anytime he sits there and he's touching the organ, it's not just about playing um, songs. And I know he knows it. It's not just about playing songs. There is a certain transfer that takes place. That day I was ministering and suddenly God opened my eyes and the stage was on fire. As soon as I saw that thing, he was sitting playing the organ and his face towel, he threw it onto the stage. So I asked him after the service, why did you throw your, did you want to hit me with your (laughs) face towel? I don't know if you remember that day. And I asked him, what was it? He said he saw the stage on fire. He wanted his mantle to catch the fire. The truth is that after that day, I started taking him more serious. I started taking him more serious. So in meetings, all kinds of things happen. But may God lead you into encounters that will change your life in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. 
Oh yeah, after that they are saying things. I was like, this guy, I have to, I have to look at him. Well, <laughs> I thought I was the only one seeing the fire. I'm the daddy fire. <laughs> I was also seeing the fire. <laughs> it was a strange thing. I saw, I think it was a, a, a red faced towel also. That was what I gave it to you, right? Uh huh. He threw the thing onto the I said, hey, so after they said, was one of the first things I said, why did you throw your this? He said, he saw the fire. He wanted his mantle to catch the fire. May you catch something today in the name of Jesus. May you receive something today in the name of Jesus. There is a realm that is beyond what we see. So my first point is that that realm of the spirit is real. It is real. Number two. There are laws and principles that govern the realm of the spirit which are different from physical laws. And that is one thing we must understand. There are certain laws and principles in that realm of the spirit and they differ from natural principles you see in the realm of the spirit for example rank is respected spiritual rank is respected jurisdiction of authority is respected there are some people eh, they can minister powerfully in certain areas once they move out of that jurisdiction it's like they begin to struggle. They begin to struggle. There are some people they will minister powerfully here in Ghana. If it is not time for God to release them into the international world, they can have 20 invitations to US. They'll go and the whole thing will just be dry like that. There are laws and principles. And you see, when it comes to your coast being expanded in the spirit, I'll show you the things that cause your coast to be expanded in the spirit. So that you can break through certain barriers and enlarge your territory and enlarge your coast in the spirit. There are principles. There are laws. That's why sometimes in deliverance, in the deliverance ministry, you need to go into the history of the person. Sometimes you need to appropriate authority from a certain higher realm to override and cancel certain things for certain things to be done. Sometimes when you don't have spiritual insight into why something is happening, you'll just be firing amiss, praying amiss. The thing is here, but you are firing here. I'm wasting your time. I'm firing here. But if God should just give you the insight, you go straight back and it's done. Somebody had a dream. And in the dream, he was fighting a big monster. And he was trying to use blows to kill the monster. Like he was hitting, hitting the thing and nothing was happening. This is what the person told me. If I'm lying, then the person is lying. This is what the person told me. Like, trying to punch it in the stomach. And like, no breath. And the monster was like, Charlie, is this is the best you can do. Somebody said, oh, two, both fruit, about three. So said, I cannot do anything. I said, and he said, in a dream, I just appeared, stood in front of the monster, took a gun, aimed at the forehead, and the thing was gone. So he was firing amiss, praying amiss, wrestling amiss. But may God begin to give you spiritual insight. 
when you have spiritual insight, you will know that just do one, two, three, and the thing is just solved like that. And those are the realms God is taking you into. I told you before that I had a roommate in Lagos, very anointed guy. Somebody in his church was manifesting some. The person was seeing demons and all kinds of things. And they came to call him. Very anointed guy. So he told them, let them meet me at Sabbathfield. And Papa himself. They used to call him Apostle. Apostle went like three, four hours. Apostle was not coming. Hey! When he came back, the guy was sweating, looking very, very frustrated. Asked him, Charlie, how did it go? I was like, he doesn't understand. Like, these things are normally very simple for him. But... She was still seeing the things. I told him, my brother, the devil has created an illegal link between her soul and her spirit. Just go and appropriate the fire of the Holy Ghost and separate that thing. It's like neighbor. <laughs> Ten minutes later, he came by. I said, Charlie, show me the secret to the thing. <laughs> may, may God bring you to the place where you know exactly what you need to do sometimes you can pray about something five years it is just one spiritual key just one spiritual key and that is why this series is important for you to understand that realm called the realm of the spirit there are laws and there are principles if you don't understand the laws and you don't understand the principles you struggle with certain things you struggle with certain things for example one of the things is that the line between the natural and the supernatural can be very thin. What I mean is that you can have a very supernatural experience and you will mistake it for a natural one. On the other hand, you can have a very natural experience and think it is supernatural. A good example of Samuel. One of the most supernatural experiences somebody can have is to hear the audible voice of God. It's one of the most supernatural experiences in God to hear God's voice clear like that. And he was actually hearing the voice of God, but he mistook it for Eli's voice. That is how the line can be thin sometimes. And so, if you don't understand this principle, there are certain things you may overlook in your life. There are certain things you may just assume as natural. There was a time when I was a much younger believer, I went to a meeting. And I had a certain prophetic word. And when I went back home that day, I was sitting in front of my television. Those days it was GTV. I think it was even GBC TV. (laughs) They hadn't even migrated to GTV yet. And that was the only station. There was no Metro TV and those things. And that was those days we all watched the same thing. From Tamale to Accra, like everybody, we're all watching the same thing. Those were the days when the cast of Akan drama were the superstars in the country. Because Sunday evening, we all sit and watch them. And GTV had this thing they used to do. When some song becomes, eh, when maybe they are waiting in between two programs, they'll play, it's like a musical interlude. They can play the song for like six months continuous until the whole Ghana can sing it. That day when I came from the meeting, I sat down, I was watching TV, and a musical interlude like that came. And they started singing a certain song. And the message the song was carrying was the prophecy I received. 
It was like they were retelling me the thing. I was like, ah. You know a song they will sing once and then they will repeat it again like three times. Same thing. The thing I was told. I was watching the TV like this. That was the last time I ever heard that song. That was the last time I heard that I saw that artist. And the reason I know that was a supernatural experience was that those days GTV, when they play a song, they don't play it once. They will continue to play it and play it, as I said, until the whole country can sing it. I don't know the artist from anywhere. It was actually a band. They were playing, they had a, a, a lead singer. The guy was singing. It's like he was looking at me. <laughs> he was singing. Telling me the exact things I was told in the meeting. To me, I was watching TV. But God was giving me a supernatural experience. May God give you the grace to decode the difference between your natural experiences and the supernatural experience. The Bible says some of you have entertained angels without knowing. You've entertained angels. Some of them you've insulted them. Some of them you've sacked them from your house. Who cried? They be now by Bob Ed. They be now by Bob some have entertained angels without knowing but I pray that God will give you the grace to be able to descend the presence of angels some of you, your blessings and your breakthroughs are in the hands of strangers what Abraham had been praying for for years it took him being able to descend that the men that came to him were not mere men and when he entertained them told his wife prepare a meal for them he entertained them and honored them that's when they told her a year by this time may God give you the eyes and the sensitivity of spirit to be able to entertain those God has brought your way to be a blessing unto you oh yeah angels they are amongst us oh, whether we like it or not they are amongst us just as the, the same with the demons too amongst us looking like human beings Some of the girls you see on the internet and things, they are not human beings. They are not human beings. I'm not talking about demon-possessed human beings, so they are not human beings. They are not human beings. I've told you before that I saw somebody at Osu, Oxford Street. When I drove past her, I sensed it in my spirit that this one, Onyenipa, and our eyes met like that. There was a communication in the spirit. And when my car passed, I turned back and she had vanished. Dressed very... Some young man is going to say, Charlie, catch, catch. You go and sleep with this thing and your destiny is finished. And you come and worry pastors to pray for you. Go pour all your lay hands, lay legs, push you onto the ground, you know, nothing will happen. May God give you a descending eye. So there are laws. And as we go on later, I'll teach you some of these laws and some of these principles. Now, you have to understand that the concept of time in the spirit is different from the concept of time in the natural. Alright? In the spirit, time is, is a different thing altogether from the time that we know in the natural. The Bible says a, a day before God is like what? A thousand and vice versa. God is a spirit. In fact, a lot of the measurable things 
in the natural they are different in the spirit so time and then even distance there's there's no distance in the spirit that's why you can sit here and pray and fire some intercontinental ballistic missiles and it can affect somebody 59,000 kilometers from here because there's, there's no distance in the spirit you can sit here and intercede for Afghanistan and things will be happening in the spirit we'll be interceding for Saudi Arabia and strongholds will be breaking sit here and be praying about your hometown and all kinds of things will be taking place people pray in their houses and somebody will call them from their hometown and say hey, 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 hey. <laughs> take your time there's no distance and the reason there's no distance is that when we pray our prayers go into heaven and heaven directs it anywhere we want it to go hallelujah as I showed you the other time I fire rally in Revelation chapter 8 so there's, there's no distance there's no distance and time I'm sure some of you have experienced something where you can have a short dream of about two minutes but it will take you 30 minutes to narrate what you saw it's the same when we are ministering in the spirit sometimes you don't understand you say this, that, that. I'm like, ah, all of these things happening within a very short time information dissemination in the spirit is very efficient very very efficient that is why I always say ushering must be at its optimum best if the spirit of God will move well Because the few seconds that you correct an usher that don't be crossing crossing me hey, sometimes you go to some places the ushering is frustrating as you are moving somebody will cross you like you pass it and somebody will come and cross you it's like they don't even want you to go and minister to the people frustrating ushering there was a place I went to do an all night it was four churches that had come together to have the all night all night dear after prayer we need to move in the spirit more, Anna. You don't just come to come and sleep and go. And nothing nearby. I started ministering, and there were only two ushers there. How can you do such a thing? So I was ministering to people and ushering at the same time. At the time, I laid hands on somebody, and it was a demon. So the, the thing manifested and took my hand and threw my hand backwards. I dislocated my shoulder. In the middle of ministration. And it was my right hand. That's what I used to minister. You hardly see me laying hands with my left. It's my right hand that I use. And the thing was painful. But now I said, Made the me home. Can you imagine the socket of your humerus? It pops out and comes in again. That thing is painful. I was standing there like that. When I was holding my, my hand was shaking. But Charlie, you are in the spirit, so you can't show vulnerability. And when you stand on your feet, you finish ministry, and when you get into the car, you do ajay. <laughs> Delayed reaction. <laughs> but of course, such a thing will cut short the flow of the spirit. It will cut short the flow of the spirit. That's why I say, you see, Christianity and church is such a spiritual thing. Everything must be done in the spirit. Everything must be done in the spirit. There's a reason why when some people's hands are laid on them and they fall down, they don't fall backwards, but they fall forwards. 
There are reasons for all of those things. There are some things and when you receive from God, you have to receive with the spirit of humility. So you fall forward. So there are times you lay hands on people and I'm like, I would have been shocked if you had fallen backwards. So all sorts of things happen. All sorts of things take place. There are principles. There are laws. And the last one I want to give you today before we close is the fact that the spirit realm can be accessed. You can access the spirit realm. You can access it legally and you can access it illegally. So the witches and the wizards and the occultists, what they are doing is the illegal accessing of the spirit realm. So there are people who call themselves prophets but they are working with familiar spirits. They have accessed the spirit realm and familiar spirits are giving them information. Don't be impressed by just anybody who is accurate when it comes to prophecy. No. Familiar spirits can also give people's names, can give people's phone numbers, can give details about people. And I pray that God will give you discernment so that it's not everything you go and follow. It's not everything online that you, you go and follow. Look, who you even follow online is important too. When you listen to somebody and follow somebody consistently, sometimes what we call transference of spirit takes place. And you can even start picking up the person's negative attitudes. The same way you can pick the anointing and start operating the way they operate, you can also start showing some of their weaknesses. If the person is a chronic womanizer and you are constantly soaking, 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 you also start struggling with lust. Hallelujah. Yes. So, so you need discernment. You need discernment. There was one man of God who went to a meeting and there was a prophet who was prophesying. Hey, very, very accurate. And God opened his eyes. As a man was standing in front there, he was wearing a suit and a bow tie. A particular color of suit and a particular color of bow tie. There was a monkey that was sitting on his neck. Like how fathers sit children on their necks. And the monkey too was wearing the suit and they say, like dressed the same as him. And the monkey was whispering things into his ears. Like when he gets to this man, then the monkey will whisper. He was the only one who was seeing it. But people were impressed and excited. Hey, what do you for? Hey, I'm ministering in the spirit. I'm ministering in the spirit. So the spirit realm can be accessed both legally and illegally. The legal way to access the spirit realm is when God allows you. And God leads you into that realm. Hallelujah. And you see, God wants you to be in that spirit realm. That's why I say walk in the spirit. Tell somebody walk in the spirit. Tell another person walk in the spirit. Yeah. And there are ways of transitioning. Who was the flesh? This is the flesh here. There are ways of transitioning from here to here. And everybody, every believer must know what works for him or her when it comes to moving from the flesh into the spirit. What works for me may not be the same thing that works for you. But you must know yourself. There's a reason why before I preach I make people sing. There's a reason. Because for me that is the way of moving from here to here. Elisha was called to go and minister or to prophesy somewhere. As he was there, the Bible said, he said, bring me a minstrel. 
the moment the minstrel came and started playing he moved from this realm into that realm of the spirit and he could bring down the mind of God everybody has what works for them and you see as for prayer it works for everybody hallelujah prayer it works for everybody me I will always be an advocate of prayer prayer works for everybody there are times you find yourself in this realm soulish realm you become overly emotional you are sad but you don't know why you are sad you are depressed but you don't know why you are depressed you feel nobody likes you you feel everything is about to come to an end God didn't say walk in the soul he said be in the spirit so that is the time to move and migrate from this zone into this zone my daughters are you listening to me uh-huh. when those things come the mood things and this is saying it is time to move from this realm into that realm when you are feeling last it's like hey somebody should come and hold me <laughs> and you are thinking all kinds of things and your mind is being bombarded with all kinds of graphic images it means you are here it is time to migrate from there to this place and one of the ways is through prayer look that day God gave me a revelation of what happens when we pray when you, when you pray you see you can put a saucepan of water in the freezer the water will freeze when you take it out and you put it on fire you see when you are in the place of prayer it's like you are on fire you have placed yourself upon the altar and there's, there's fire on the altar that is hitting you. I want you to start imagining your personal time of prayer like that. When that ice, that was solid, that was hard, starts receiving the fire, suddenly a state begins to change. Look, in a place of prayer, our state changes. We move from one state into another. That thing that was solid, that was hard, that looked unbreakable, suddenly becomes liquid but you see that is not the end if it continues to stay there he has moved from solid to liquid but if it allows the fire to continue to burn now the thing vaporizes and you see when it vaporizes what it means is that now it cannot be contained in the saucepan anymore you can even cover it but it will come out of the corners and now begin to hit the sky. I came to recommend to somebody that in the place of prayer, you shift state. In the place of prayer, you, you, you shift realms. You move from one realm to the other. When you are at that place where you are hard like the ice and you need to move out of that place, just get into the place of prayer. Just get into the place of worship. Worship can just change your state like that sometimes you are ministering and the one playing the organ just hits a particular note and it just shifts you and just takes you into another realm the place of prayer so you are there you realize things are just you just begin to speak in the language of the spirit you 
Then the hardness in your life begins to melt. And as you continue to pray and continue to stay on the fire, you begin to vaporize. And suddenly you can touch the sky. You are no longer confined. If you want to break out of confinement, it is in a place of prayer. And I believe I'm not the only one who can pray here. And so somebody lift up your voice. Of my spirit, of my spirit, in the name, in the in the name of, Jesus. of Jesus. Some of you need this prayer because your spirit men are literally dead. You can't sense anything. You can't feel anything. 
can't perceive anything. But today, as you pray, may you be shifted. You see, I tell you that when we say somebody is in the spirit, it's not like the Holy Spirit is somewhere and you go and enter the place. The Holy Spirit is in your spirit here. So what you actually do is that with prayer, with worship, with those things, you migrate from this realm into this realm. And that is why you say, now I am in the spirit. That is what it means to be in the spirit. It's not that the spirit of God is somewhere and you are going there. You are, you are making an inward journey. You are moving out of the realm of the flesh and you are entering the spirit. And this morning, as you pray, may your spirit man be energized. May your spirit man be made sensitive. May you begin to sense things. May you begin to pick up things. And may God give you an unusual understanding of the perceptions and the signals that you pick up in the spirit. And that is my prayer for you today. Some of you, you've been sensing things. You've been picking up things, but you don't have an understanding. But today, as you pray, may the spirit of God, who brings understanding, Bring understanding. Lift up your hand and say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say this morning. This morning. As I pray. As I pray. I receive. I receive sensitivity. Sensitivity of my spirit. Of my spirit. In the name. In the name of Jesus. Of Jesus. Say I declare. I declare that today. That today. My spirit man. My spirit man is sharp. Is sharp. My spirit man. My spirit man is alert. Is alert. In the name. In the name of Jesus. Of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray.
I want you to pray this prayer again. That the Spirit of God will enable you to understand the signals you pick up in the Spirit. Because trust me, we pick up signals all the time. Most of the time, it's on hindsight. You're like, ah, this thing, this thing, this thing. But you want to come to a place where you have an understanding. You have an understanding. When, when, when you feel sadness in your spirit, you know what it means. When you feel uneasiness in your spirit, you know what it means. When you feel joy in your spirit, you know what it means. You want to pray the Lord, give me an understanding of the signals that the Holy Spirit gives to my spirit. Just lift up your voice and begin to pray right now. Sometimes what prevents us from obeying the promptings of the Spirit is our own prejudices. We have made up our mind already. We have certain impressions in our mind already. Look, prejudice can be a big barrier to the flow of the Spirit where receiving information from the Spirit is concerned. Who was a more accurate prophet than Samuel? But he had a certain prejudice when he was going into the house of Jesse to go to anoint the next king of Israel. In his mind, tradition has it that if we are taking a king from a certain house, it should be the oldest son. And secondly, the Bible says Saul from his shoulders upwards was higher than any man. Saul was a thick tall man. So in his mind, when he saw Eliab, the eldest son of Jesse, this is a thick tall man, as the Bible described him. And he was also the firstborn. So he was actually going to anoint the wrong person. And the Lord told him that this is not the one. That means your prejudice and, and your preconceived mind can always come in the way of what God is telling you. You want to pray that, Lord, let the Spirit of God override my prejudices, my Jesus. preconceived mind. In the name of Some Jesus. of you, for all you know, there's a particular lady that is meant for you, but you have a certain mindset about her. You want to pray that the Spirit of God will override your prejudices. That you will be neutral and, 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 and you 
will pick up the signals. Look, this thing about being able to pick up signals in the spirit, it can save your life. I'm yes, telling sir. you. Yes, sir. Me, if I hadn't been sensitive to the spirit, I wouldn't be standing here today. I'll be standing here today. I've told you that story several times. One night I had three tie bests. But I sensed it before and I prayed in the spirit. You see, that is why it's an advantage to pray in tongues. I knew there was something wrong, but I couldn't put it my finger on it. But the Bible says, For we do not know what to pray for, but the Spirit of God maketh intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. When I sensed it, I just switched into praying in tongues until I felt peace in my spirit. Pray thy best in one night. The devil wanted to take me out and to kill whatever vision God had for me. I pray that God will make your spirit man sense. Sometimes you're about to go somewhere and you just feel something that don't go. You want to pray that your prejudices will not override the voice of God in your life. Lift up your voice and pray. These prayers we are praying may not be fiery prayers, but they are very important in your life. May your prejudices
Continue to pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Just imagine yourself on the altar. And the fire of God is working on you. Just lift up your voice and pray. The Bible said, Beloved, building up yourself in your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Son of the living God. 
I declare upon your life that the things that took you by surprise, the Lord will give you full knowledge in the mighty name of Jesus. In dreams and in visions. Next week I'm teaching on dreams and visions, but I feel like I need to pray for you right now for that grace to be released. Sometimes you need to be sensitive to the Spirit. The grace to have accurate dreams. The grace to have accurate visions. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God. Just as Elisha prayed for Gehaz and his eyes were open. I pray for you in the mighty name of Jesus that your eyes will be opened into that realm of the spirit. That you will sleep and dream meaningful dreams in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That in a place of prayer the Lord will show you pictures. That the Lord will give you visions. The Lord will give you information from the realm of the spirit. That you know what the enemy is planning in the realm of the spirit. There was a time when the Syrians thought there was a spy in their camp. But Elisha sent a message. That is not about there being a spy, but because there is a prophet in the land of Israel. Who could have literal life transmissions of the plans of the enemies of God. Today, in the name of Jesus, may the Lord install you the prophet of your home. May the Lord install you the prophet of your family. May the Lord install you the prophet at your workplace. May the Lord install you as a prophet in your class. May you see the plans of the enemy. May you see the workings of the enemy. May you see the machinations of the enemy before they come to pass. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son. Just begin to thank God. Just begin to thank God. Just begin to thank God.
trust you have been blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed. Overflow! Overflow!